Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. So if you could just let us all know that you've had enough of the corporate world now, George, <laughs> to come back to the dark side, that would be great. How are you, working woman? I'm okay. I'm good. I just, it is an adjustment. It's a massive yeah. adjustment. Um, yeah. Do you know what as well? I'm sure so many people will relate to this. When you're like parenting, you know, pretty much full time, you don't actually sit down. Mm. So you spend like I've spent two years pretty much not sitting down ever. And then now I pretty much spend all week sitting down. Really? <laughs> and it's so How weird. lovely. <laughs> like it you think it's lovely. I thought it sounded so nice. But actually now I miss moving around. I think, you know, it's just this thing, isn't it? The grass is is always greener like either way yeah um, is it greener though exactly is it i mean see on these really knows? long zooms like what are you allowed no, to do no could someone tell us what is the etiquette because yeah. i've just been sat on a zoom for almost three hours but actually no it wasn't almost three hours it was over three hours and no one went to the toilet no oh, one God. apart from me because i had to otherwise i'd have wet myself yeah did you have one of those um <laughs> those sneaky sanitary towels in your um <laughs> <laughs> in your leggings like you did with Gigi that was genius maybe I need a she-wee maybe I might pop pop one under my desk I might oh, do a video God. you know desk, es- no. desk essentials for going back to work including a she-wee <laughs> do you know what was so funny you'll find this funny so I went out um for mother pucker had a 40th last weekend and I went out we had a I think I've talked about this actually on Tuesday's pod a really great night out and um, our old producer from the sex show was having on the same table as us, Elena, amazing woman. And it was her first night of producing. So this is when I stepped in for Ellie Taylor. Yes. It was called Zoe and, uh, Zoe and Anna Have Issues. And it was all, it was basically conversations around sex. Um, and she was like sort of trying to impress trying to sort of trying to impress us I guess with like coming up with some really great ideas. It was her first big producing role. And she was like, right girls, I've got an idea. And we're like, okay, go for it. And she was like, Anna will use a vibrator that has a remote control on air and Zoe <gasps> will do it. Uh, and we both just looked at each other and went, oh my God, no, absolutely not. And she said at dinner last Saturday, she went, I mean, I thought you were the filthy one. And when I saw your face drop like that and you lost the color out of your cheeks, I knew I'd gone too far. And I was like, yeah, that was it. You actually, you actually did me. You actually did me. Like that was too much. <laughs> so now we know Zoe's limit and that is it. That was my limit. <laughs> 
That was my limit. Um, but listen, moving on from remote control vibrators to our Q&A seamlessly this week. George, yes. uh, what are we going to be discussing? So we always have so many questions and I think everyone wants, everyone gets asked first off once they've had one child, when are they going to have another child? And maybe even when they've had two children, oh, are you going to have any more? It's just this age old question yeah. um, of, where, you know, when's the right time? You know what? Also, there's so many, so much to be to think about. It's not just yeah. having another child. It's it's expensive as well. Yeah. There's the practical side to it. You know, if you've just if you're doing something in your job and you feel like oh now just isn't the right time. There's so mm. much to consider. Mm. Um, so we wanted to open it up, um, get you guys to ask questions and just have a general discussion around the around the subject. Yeah. Yeah, so um, loads of questions. I mean, pretty much one of our most popular popular subjects, actually. Yeah. So I reckon we should just kick off with this one. How much harder is it with two? George? <laughs> loads! <laughs> loads harder. No, I don't think it is, actually, if I'm honest. I think it is at the beginning. I think yes. when you've got, say, Axel was almost three, Gigi was a newborn, I found it everything seemed harder like I couldn't work out the logistics of how you're going to do bath time with both you know like it was all like how are you going to do that and until you just do it and then it becomes second nature it seems harder also potty training that was the other thing that used to really annoy me Axel he wasn't in nappies when Gigi was born so then it was if we were in a cafe or a restaurant and I had both of them I then had to pick Gigi up and take her to the toilet with him for Mm. me it was the logistics Mm. that I found harder at the beginning yeah getting out of the house with two children yeah and at at the beginning is a mind scramble you're just just kind of (laughs) nailing it with one and then suddenly there's a new tiny one that requires so much and then they do a poo before you leave and then you realize you haven't got a water bottle and you haven't got the nappies yeah. and that that I used to get so stressed about that and actually I think it, it brought me a little bit of anxiety actually just thinking you know there were some days where I thought oh, it's just, just easier to stay in I'm just gonna stay mm-hmm. in when I had you know when Kit was was a tiny tiny baby but to be honest with you I think the bottom line is you know how to look after a child you've done it once yeah. you know and you're, it's not that first time round. it's almost like this humongous shock to the system system in many cases you know obviously some people go into it and it's breezy and that's great but for me I found it quite hard the first time around just like a complete life change second time around you're like right I know what I'm doing here I I can do this I can get it because I because I know about sleep deprivation and I know about feeding and I know you know there's just things that you know it's definitely easier the transition from one to two or two to three I can imagine is easier than naught to one totally agree but the like yeah the logistics just take a little bit of getting used to yes in a nutshell so this is from natalie birth trauma and ptsd put me off a second am i selfish to make daughter an only child oh god no you're not selfish you're amazing absolutely not would you agree yeah absolutely i was gonna say i bang on about this all the time i bloody love being a child it's wonderful <laughs> yeah you're an amazing and I really as well. and I really want I I actually quite you know I, I was open to that idea for Axel um but what I would say is maybe you should address the birth trauma and the PTSD yes. before you decide um because if you address those issues maybe you might feel different or you might not that's fine but I think mm. The, the main thing to do is address the birth trauma. You can go back, you can ask for your birth, you know, what 
exactly happened go through all your notes Mm -hmm. there are actually there's a lot of support now um where I don't think there maybe was a few years ago so if that is something that's still you know in your mind then I definitely think it's worth revisiting George you've said it all that was lovely great bit of advice there um um, I keep this one anonymous what do you do if you want a third and husband 100% doesn't oh gosh that is so tricky and I don't think we've got the answer to that because no. that has to come from the communication between you two. Um, my, listen, my my advice is you've got two amazing, healthy, brilliant children and, you know, and you want a third and there's that aching and that yearning there. So that can only, you can only try and figure that out between the two of you by really sitting down and breaking down why he doesn't want to have a third, why mm. you feel the need to have a third. And is there going to be any compromise there? Because what it can't do is bust you both apart. You know, yeah. you can't make him really want one if he doesn't. And he, you know, can't make you not want one. So there has to be that like uniformed front and whatever the outcome, it has to be a decision that you make as a team. But what it cannot do is is, is rock your marriage. And in some cases we do hear that. Yeah, definitely. I was going to say, you know, this, if Gigi hadn't have just happened um, accidentally one night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the week uh, Yeah. yeah. Um, it doesn't work, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been me and James, you know. We would have mm. got to a stage where we had to sit down. I would have been very much, I don't think I want any more. He would have been very much, I do want more. Um, and we would have had to sit down. I would say, I don't think you ever regret having more. Like, I don't think you do. You know, once it happened, once I was pregnant, okay, it took me a f- couple of weeks or whatever to get my head in it. And once we kind of ironed out all my worries and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. I doubt, you know, I'm over the moon. It's, 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 it's been amazing. And, and, and you know, I, I'm so glad that we did it, obviously. Um, but I think... Yeah, you just got to have have the conversation, um, and I guess what? Yeah, one of you's sort of going to have to come round. Yeah, um, or, but yeah, it's tricky. It's... it's so it's so tricky. I mean, yeah. I say to James now, I'm like, oh, would you know? Would you have more? And he's like, yeah. And I literally look at him like, oh my god, no. <laughs> but he's not bothered. He's not yearning for another. But he's definitely more open to it than I would be yeah so I think a lot of people have these discussions in their house you might want to think about going and speaking to somebody about it as well just getting some professional help because um, yeah that that's quite you know as Georgia said there's like loads of help around these subjects now you can reach out because what you don't like I just go back to what you don't want to do is ruin a marriage um now let's go to here how do you know when you're done not sure about number three how do you know when you're done I don't know is the answer? Um, I, 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 do, I, I do know. I, I really, really knew. I knew that I only wanted two children, and just by by absolute pure chance and and like a blessing, I got two and a, you know three, but didn't have to do three. <laughs> didn't have to yeah. push out three. Um, and I just knew in my head that I wanted to have two children, and I just felt complete. Um, I didn't have any more sort of yearnings around it. I didn't want. To, I got to a point where I thought I didn't want to put my body through it again. I knew. I looked at my age, obviously my situation, my setup, our marriage financially, and I just mm. thought, yeah, like this is our family. Uh, we could keep going. We could, you know, go on. I'm sure there'd be more love, and you know, we'd find more money for X, Y, and Z. But yeah, I just it felt like a really sort of it was like a <sighs> done moment yeah I mean I'm definitely done now absolutely but I do talk to people and 
you know like friends and they go through waves I'd say you know like you think absolutely yeah 100% done and then I don't know a friend has a baby and then you think oh oh I don't know I'm not sure and I think those feelings are totally natural like they're so natural it's so natural to to feel that way but ultimately if your gut is telling you yeah do you know what this is this is it then yeah you, you probably you, you'll probably know in your head and your heart definitely Oh gosh, there's so many around. I want another baby, but my partner doesn't. Yes, my partner there's loads doesn't. There's here. so many yeah, there's around that. Mm. Um, and again, I had a traumatic first birth. How do I overcome fear to have second? Again, like like George just said before, you've got to go and speak to somebody about that because you shouldn't be living with the trauma of your first birth. And I, I, I completely get that because I had it for a really yeah. long time. Definitely. And also, I don't know if you did hypnobirthing before or whatever, but that doesn't have to, it doesn't mean that you, you know, you want your birth to be a certain way if you do hypnobirthing. It can just be really useful if you're having a C-section, if you plan on doing whatever. It's just useful to get you in a really good frame of mind. Yeah. Um. So that, you know, that can be useful as well. I think, yeah, the more, like we always say, the more you know, the better like the more equipped you yeah. are going in the better so yeah I think that's probably the way to go um how did you feel and did you feel guilt not being able to give 100% to your firstborn anymore you think George yes yes 100%, 100%. yeah yeah I just still do to some set like to a certain extent like even this morning like little things I'm sitting reading you know doing Axel's reading book with him listening to him read and then Gigi comes down the stairs and she just like is loud and shouting and talking over us have trying to have that time and that's all those things are going to happen all of the time you're yeah. only one person and you can't fully like split your time and mm. different children will have different needs and all of that kind of stuff so yes of course <laughs> I definitely do feel guilty <laughs> but I do try and have um like some sort of one-to-one -one time with both of them especially Axel at the moment so Gigi's at nursery at, you know to a, later than he finishes school a couple of days a week and so on those days I know that he has you know our undivided attention at dinner yeah. on those few you know those few days we can read with him we can do his homework we can do all that and then that kind of sort of takes I guess takes the pressure off the rest of the week yeah and you notice with them as well that they need I, for me the, the elder child needs a little bit more of that like Kit's mm. very happy just kind of bumbling around he's maybe a little bit more independent with certain things because he's kind of had to get on with it you know with two older siblings but for me Luna I can tell when she's unsettled we're going through a really unsettled patch with her at the moment and I don't know whether it's because she's leaving well, she's leaving preschool, we're moving house, you know, she's got all the, and she's so emotional about things. So I feel at the moment that I need to give, give her a little bit more one-on-one, -on -one. but you know, it ebbs and flows. Like George yeah. said, sometimes they'll be around a little bit more and you can do things with them. The greatest thing though, is when you're doing it with both of them, where you get to an age where you can sit down with both of them or all three of them and just kind of, they can play in sync. Like I found my three building a marble run. I was like, oh my God, they're playing together. They're building a marble run together. No one was hitting, biting, scratching or irritating the other one. And for about 15 minutes, I was like, oh, this is it. Love, yeah, it's so nice. Of course, then one of them headbutted the other one and then, you know, <laughs> it was all over again. But for a moment, <laughs> it was peace. It was peaceful, yeah. <laughs> Lots around guilt. 
Yeah, yeah there is loads. so much. I was going to say, yeah. fifteen month old is so clingy. Not how, not sure how she or I could cope with a second. How how old was Luna when yeah. you got pregnant with Kit? That's yeah. what I was thinking. Nine months. She was younger. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I remember that. <gasps> One fateful night in DC 10 in Ibiza. <laughs> <laughs> we got home and oh God. Um, yeah, she was nine months old when I fell pregnant, coming up for 10 months old. So yeah, and I, and I definitely felt that because I had this sort of blissful 10 months with her and I was so engulfed in her and it was just me and her and I just loved every moment of it. And then suddenly there was just, you know, a new baby on the way. And I remember talking to you about it. I was mm-hmm. so, so upset at periods, you know, just, but I think what she's saying is kind of like, you know, the clinginess and it's just you and your daughter at the moment. Yeah, that that just that just naturally changes when the new baby yeah, comes it and, it, and it has to because you can't just leave your, your newborns and be like, I've got my favourite now. Um, those feelings just kind of ease, ease, but it's very natural. I felt that definitely. Yeah, and also I found, again, some advice from the amazing Chris and Rose from Expect the Best. I found using different language around um, Axel because he's obviously an only child until he was almost three. So when, you know, when the new baby came along, Gigi, I'd be like, oh, even if it was like, you know, she smiled for the first time or whatever, I'd be like, oh, did you teach her that? Oh, she must have learned that from you, you know, like just so they don't because if they are clingy, they want your attention and that's what they want, right? Totally. So if you give the, give it to them and praise them, then they might not be so clingy. I thought you were going to say that when Gigi smiled, you'd look at Axel and go, oh, you did it better than Gigi. <laughs> don't worry, <laughs> yours is better. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't worry, you're just a better child. <laughs> he uh, does actually sometimes say to me, like when I kiss him goodnight, I'm like, no, no, my favourite boy in the world. And he goes, and your favourite child in the world. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, I do have to agree with him some days. We'll be right back after the short break. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, welcome back. Uh, back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Where were we? Um, this is from Alex. Breastfeeding, wanting to stop but feel guilty. Baby seven weeks but so hungry. Oh my God, Alex, don't feel guilty. You've no, done seven weeks. Don't. That is amazing. 
Yeah. That's amazing. Absolutely. So listen, yeah. eradicate the guilt. Eradicate the guilt out of it. This is just society stuff and people's comments and how we feel like all this messaging, breast is best and all the rest of it, like fed is best, as we know. I remember when I gave Luna a bottle for the first time at six weeks, it was a top-up feed. And I remember crying as I was giving her the formula. Think, And I was going to my mum was there and I was like, I'm poisoning her. Mm. I mean, how ridiculous. That was only four years ago. What a ridiculous thing to do. But that's how... How we are intrinsically kind of, that's all the messaging that we see. And it's all the messaging from our parents' generation and their parents' generation. And it was like, yeah, things are different now. If you want to stop breastfeeding, you absolutely do it. You know, just yeah. make sure you're sort of easing yourself out of it. Do it gradually. If you go cold turkey, you know, the bazookas, they feel like they're going to explode off your chest. Um, but yeah, you should yeah. Feel, feel proud of yourself. You've done an amazing job. I was going to say, yeah, just drop the guilt. And if it's absolutely what you want to do, then do it. But if it's not, you know, and there's another other reason as to why you're stopping so it's not just you it's you feel like you're not doing it right I never did this but in some ways I think oh if I'd have known that that was available maybe I would have like you can speak to a lactation consultant um, and they might be able to help but they can also help you stop as well like Zoe said they can help you stop in the right way um, so you don't face any problems there how to conquer the fear of having PND again I mean, the only way you're going to be able to deal with that is by definitely, definitely seeking, you know, advice and help from the professionals. Um, yeah. yeah, for me, you know, as as we know, it's just because you had it the first time around doesn't mean you'll get it again. But I guess yeah. you need to kind of deal with that fear and everything that you went through and really go through it. And yeah, that's a really scary thing, because I guess once you come out the other side, you don't really ever want to open Pandora's box again. But um, but just having all of those amazing professionals in place go and speak to your GP they are brilliant they can point you in the right direction there's loads of people that want to help yeah definitely and also um flag it to your midwives and stuff like that when you you know if are you pregnant again now no I'm not sure I don't know but um yeah. if you know if you do get pregnant again um then yeah do flag it to your midwives because if that has that if that has happened in the past, then they they sort of need to know and they can support you and point you in the right direction. There is yeah. so much support now, um, even compared to when we first have had our children. There is so much more support around mental health. So definitely tell your midwife. Um, this one's from Charlie. How to cope with the reality of newborn sleep and a toddler in the day. Baby number two due in December. Congratulations, Charlie. That's exciting. Uh, now this one, exciting. this one, right? <laughs> Yeah. You you just think, don't you? Because first time round, you can be like, oh, she's going to sleep now. And when she sleeps, I'm going to sleep. And you're snoozing on the sofa with like this morning in the background, a nice cup of tea. <laughs> Someone's bringing some toast or whatever. And then the second time round, you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, the baby's supposed to be asleep in the cot now. But you know, my toddler wants to go out and I've got to go out. And you're just like, the baby just has to sleep wherever for me yeah. in the day you know, Kit just had to get on with it in the pram, in the car. Well, we all know he had reflux, so he wouldn't sleep in the car seat. But, you know, it was just kind of like a, you've just, they've got to get on with it. And I think for us as parents, we just have to be so much more chilled out the second time, unless you want to keep, um, you know, your, you and your toddler and you have to kind of be at home and just work around those naps. Otherwise, it's just a little bit more flexibility, I think. Yeah, definitely. And also, if you have had a really rough night and you do feel like you really need to chill the next day, there's nothing wrong with sitting in front of the TV with yeah. your toddler, cuddling up with them, making it something really exciting, but it's actually just so you can lie on the sofa. Like, <laughs> so that, that you, can, you can do that. You can have a movie day. 
you can have a duvet day and just position it to your toddler as like, yay, let's eat popcorn and watch a film. Um, and then you can get the duvet. You can just do stuff like that. You don't feel like it's not basically it's not it's not the time to worry about things like screen time and oh, that kind God, of no. stuff with a toddler no. it's survival time um and you just need to do what you can so that you can rest and also how much of your sort of toddler years do you remember nothing <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing at all I remember I ate fish fingers a lot, but that was from like the age of seven. I'm not sure what I was doing before that. So I can't, I literally, I don't even, I can't even remember last week. Let alone <laughs> when I was two. Here we go. Oh, this is funny. How to shower with two under two. Zoe. <laughs> Welcome. You've come to the professional of showering with two under two. Um, okay. How to shower with two under two. This is what I did. Both children lock them in the bathroom with you <laughs> so that you know that they can't get out. One child has an iPad. The other child, the newborn, is in whatever it's in. Like we had one of those like foot rocker things that you like, you know, he would just the little lie bouncer thing. The little bouncer thing. They yeah. just, just lie back on it. So one child was there um, and you shower with the door open and you just have the quickest shower of your life, you know, hitting all the key areas, armpits, badge, and you just go for it really, really quickly. <laughs> Dry yourself off and that's fine. But my, my tip is keep them both in the bathroom together because if you've got a toddler that's running around somewhere outside near stairs or in rooms where they can, you know, draw lipstick on the carpet, you'll never, ever, ever be able to shower again. So that yeah. that's my tip. That's what I used to do. Agree. Keep them contained. Yeah. Or like if it's not an iPad, for example, I used to get... um. Luna used to love taking all of my nail varnishes out of my box and then putting them all back in again. She used to spend like up to half an hour doing that. And so, yeah, that was kind of like my trick. They're not enjoyable showers. They're not fun. Not no, the beginning. But that's okay. They that's will fun. be again soon. Yeah, Don't exactly. Worry about it. Exactly. What to say when you're very happy with one, but people keep asking about a second angry face? I just, I had this all the time. I would literally just shut them down and just say, I'm very happy with one. Thanks so much. That's, That's it. so good. Like, what can they say? I also think if you're unsure, if you're unsure as to whether you want more, I would just tell people I'm happy with one. Because then if you, you know, if you do decide to have more, then fine. But you've, you've closed down the questions yeah. and you've closed down the pressure. I mean, that's what I did anyway. I just say, I, you know, I don't want any more. Thanks. It's <laughs> so good, isn't it? Like, yeah. I always think make them, feel, make them feel really uncomfortable with your answers. So like, <laughs> we're just not sure whether we're going to have another one. In fact, we're not having sex at the moment. So, and then just yeah. Oh, you have to silence. have, to have children. <laughs> you that's have a, to have that sex. That is a great one. That is the best one. <laughs> then just look them right in the eye, like a Top Gun moment when you're about to take off, like a sort of, you know, yeah. maverick or, or goose talk, situation. talk me through when I have time to have sex. Sex, yeah. Then, All, then write these look at them down. straight in the eye and they will <laughs> feel very uncomfortable and walk away. <laughs> Done. Brilliant. Honest opinion on age gaps, George? Um, It's hard to say, isn't it? Because I've only got one age gap that I know of and I... I mean, it's got it has its challenges, but also it had its benefits. Axel almost was just about to turn three when Gigi was born, and then it meant he went to preschool five days a week, and so it meant that I had that time with Gigi. So in some ways, it was perfect. Um, but then in other ways, Axel's at school now, and Gigi's not going to start for another two years. So it's almost like you prolong that baby period yeah. and that kind of nursery period um, and obviously I have two separate drop-offs and like all that kind of stuff so um 
yeah, it's hard to say. That's just that's just the reality of mine. Mm. Um, so, what would you say? Because yours is a quite, you know, a bit smaller. Yeah, I, I think that some people. Well, I mean, everybody's got a different opinion on this. Some people prefer mm. to wait until their their kid has has gone off to reception, and then you know they know that they've got all day to kind of be with their newborn. And but then they look at it and think, well, they're not playing together, and then things are harder because the age gap is bigger and X, Y, and Z. And then other people are like, look, just get them done, bang, bang, knock them out. But then you feel like you've almost got twins because you're just like they're both in nappies, they're both sleeping at different times. I mean, it's just yeah. No, I don't think there is a right age gap. I, I do. I do think that our age gap was. I found it quite stressful and quite hard in periods but now they're going to be a year apart at school they play really nicely together when they're not bickering all the time um and you know they've got like a little best mate it's been lovely and actually they've been playing together really nicely for the last couple of years it happened quite quickly um so that's really lovely also as well a consideration is sometimes like the financial implication. So if you have two very close together, you have to remember that if you're going back to work, you're going to have two in nursery. Yeah. Um, and so that's another thing that maybe, you know, you might want to consider. Um, I think a lot of people don't actually think of that. Like you just think, oh, yeah, you know, I'm going to go back to work and I've got my nursery fees. But that can become harder if you've got two who would both need to be a nursery at the same time. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I always think it's it's not always that easy, is it? It's not always always that easy to say, oh, I'm going to get pregnant when my child is two. It it kind of happens when it happens. Yeah. so I think, yeah, everyone needs to just allow for that, really. Agreed. Any equipment or products that help with managing both children? The electronic nanny. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, any, I mean, there's so many. Um, there is yeah. so many. I think a papoose is amazing. We love the Baby Bjorn, um, like, baby carriers. They are A baby incredible. carrier is so good, especially if you're going to, like, I don't know, you're going to a club with your older one, you know, like, where you've got a to night walk club. around. Oh, no, a sorry. Nightclub. I mean, that would be great. Um, but no, you know, like you're going to little kickers with oh, them. Right, or, right, right, you know, right. whatever it is. And you, you you still need to have both hands free. But you know what as well? This is new and I wish I'd had it so badly. Um, the baby Zen yo-yo now has an attachment of another buggy. So you can turn it into another buggy by a separate <gasps> thing and you clip it onto the back. So then when you've got both children, you've got a small double buggy. Oh. And then when you, obviously I just have one, you just un, unclip it and you've just got your single small buggy. Oh, that's I amazing. Think that's so good. Because when I had Gigi, I bought another baby Zen yo-yo and I bought some funny clips on Amazon to clip my two buggies together. And it just, obviously it didn't work as well and it was still really wide. Whereas this one is literally like a single buggy. It's that brilliant. Sounds it's so incredible. good. Do you know what I got? Um, I had a big old double buggy and it was the clunkiest, heaviest, most irritating, you know, people were sort of swerving off the pavement so that I wasn't crashing into them. I couldn't get into shops. So, and I had like two side by side and I see, you know, the the ones where one's underneath, one's on the top. And I'm like, why didn't I go for that? Or like, for example, this new Baby Zen, which seems amazing. Um, Yeah. Baby Zen, yeah, yeah, I just love that you can have one buggy when you've got one child with you rather than needing like two separate buggies I think that yeah I mean that's really good because it's you know they do that you know you're not always going to have them together all the time yeah this is we'll keep this anonymous what effect can it have on your relationship bringing another baby in 
Um, I think it's busier. I think that I definitely felt like there there was more people wanting more from me Mm. when I, you know, I had another baby. And I think that can sometimes be quite difficult, like on your partner, because you are, you know, both of you are learning to navigate a new kind of world and dividing your time between more children. And it kind of naturally does leave less time for you, um, the two of you. But you have done it before and that's you know if you've got a child already you've been through the biggest shock I would say yeah you know that's the that initial shock and I think you just have to remember um all the things that you did before to get your relationship back on track and to preserve your relationship and just put them into play the next time round. yeah yeah I love that what would you say same yeah I think I think it can have the best impact on your relationship and I think sometimes it can have a really um sort of rocky impact on your relationship as well and I think at the beginning you know it's about making sure that you and your partner are just an absolute solid team really really communicating in those first six months is key because like Georgia said it's so much busier because you've got another baby to look after um you feel like you've lost yourself again in many ways and you're kind of figuring out your life with you know with two kids and they can feel like they're kind of put on the back burner again and all this kind of stuff the changes going on with your body and your mental state and you know there's big stuff happening in those first kind of key six months so I would say really really talking to that to that person in your life about how you're feeling and how you're coping and all of that like you know what it can be really painful to talk and I think some of my scariest and darkest moments are when I've been the most vulnerable to Dozza and really Mm. laid it out about how I'm feeling about myself and my body and my confidence and my ability to parent and mother and you know all of these insecurities that I carry around with me but in that darkness has come a really beautiful sunrise at the back of it you know, yeah. and you really have to go through it. So don't be frightened to, don't stop talking. That's my my real big message in any relationship. Yeah, totally agree. Um, yeah. Should we finish up on this one? Yep. Um, would you would you two have done anything differently in hindsight when going from one to two? Uh, what, George? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I mean, part of me is like, oh, I maybe could have done it a year a year or six months earlier right um so that only just so I don't have this gap now of Gigi being at nursery um and Axel's at school and having the two separate locations to drop off at yeah I thought you might do it quicker actually I thought you might do it yeah yeah that's yeah maybe but then like I said before then I would have had maybe a more challenging start yes and it was quite nice that Axel went to preschool so that would make yeah maybe that would be that would be the thing um it's quite nice like you say you know Luna and Kit are gonna be only one year apart of school that's they're gonna go through their school life together I think that's lovely and whereas Axel will be in year three when Gigi's in reception right so maybe even if he'd just been in year two when she was in reception something like that I don't know. But as I said before, you can't. You but can't you were still thinking like about that. whether you were going to have number two or not at that exactly, point. Exactly. Yeah, your legs exactly. Crossed, George. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe, maybe it would be that. I don't, to be honest with you, I don't think I would have done anything differently apart from we have been moving around 
so much since Luna was born, as in we've gone to London, Cheltenham, back to London, out to Guildford, into Walpole, we're moving again. Like we're moving now and I don't want to move again. So I, in a way, have, would have would have liked to have, you know, when Kit was born, gone into our family home that we that we hopefully will stay at. But we've done two other houses since then because we've been in rentals and with Isla. And so that that side of it's been pretty difficult because it's, it's just been a very unsettling, unsettling for the kids, but also for me and stuff. So that would be the only thing I could think otherwise I don't really have any regrets like it's been it's been up and down it's been beautiful and madness and that's that's kind of how we like it it's how you like it that's how we like it (laughs) um listen that is it there were literally like I don't know a hundred other questions that we couldn't get through but we will do another one of these because it seems to be really popular um thank you thank you because you create these Friday Q&A's so we're absolutely over the moon that you're so engaged in them um as always we would love you to rate review and subscribe or follow the podcast and we love seeing your pictures yeah please do keep tagging us in those and if there are any um subjects from these Q&A's that we you would like us to revisit then please just do drop us a message um because obviously these are for you and we want to open the discussions um, that you want us to have. Um, And we'll be back on Tuesday. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.